Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Penalty Loop Podcast, a podcast about biathlon by Jordan Gottschalk from Penalty Loop and a regular guest, RJ Weiss from Biathlon Analytics. RJ, we are back for part three. Yes. And <laughs> it's just funny because it could have easily been a, another part four and five, but who knows, maybe <laughs> in the future <laughs> I, I was we, like, uh, we may be able to, but... Uh, I think there will be a part four and part five. Um, <laughs> I, I think there was a lot of meat on the bone uh, with this particular interview. She actually yes. is one of those people that it would be fun, you know, when, when big things happen. So not necessarily things on the course, but sort of off the course things mm-hmm. just to, to have on and, and get her perspective. Because as you guys saw, you know, talking about, we talked about uh, uh, doping, you know, especially with her roles uh, with, with WADA. Um, we talked about the... Uh, sort of the relations with uh, the Belarusian and and Russian uh, federations, and then uh, we talked about climate change and uh, how biathlon is going to have to reckon with that in the years ahead, uh, and really all sport, all winter sport, um, and then talked about um, well another big topic. It was not something I had thought about all that much, and so I'm glad RJ asked it, and also you could tell by Claire's answer that she actually has thought about it a lot. So I, I appreciate that. That was the funny part for me that it's like, you know, with her, like, like we said before, uh, I, I wasn't surprised that she had a, you know, a, a long answer and an interesting answer, but this also was a question that, you know, could have been done in 10 words and mm-hmm. move along. So I wasn't really uh, sure what to expect. So that, uh, yeah, that was, that was fun. Absolutely. And then after that, uh, I think the interview sort of moves into the silly portion. And um, most of you... Let's if call you, it semi-serious. Semi-serious. Because uh, yeah. if, if you guys have listened to previous interviews, you know I like to ask some uh, just some fun questions at the end. And um, uh, Claire has given a lot of interviews in the past, so there was a lot of, uh, a lot of follow-up questions that could be asked. So it was, it was, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was cool. So... Um, I guess we'll uh, leave it at that and hope that you really enjoy this uh, final part of our interview yep. and uh, hopefully we'll have some uh, new interviews coming up. And we actually do so we have another one. Should we tell them who it is? Uh, can you describe without uh, telling the name? It was a, an athlete who had who really uh, came out onto the the forefront of people's minds in biathlon last year. I think that beforehand, before last year, you might not have thought of this athlete a whole lot, but but uh, they definitely made you take notice last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good summary. But uh, for now, enjoy part three of our uh, interview with Claire Egan. Yodley. So we've taken up a ton of your time. <laughs> Oh. So we're we're coming up on two hours. Okay. Um, <laughs> is I have, anyone going to listen to this? We'll break it. We'll break <laughs> it up. This is like right? my therapy session. So thank you. I'm like in the oh, mood no. to talk about biathlon. Thank you. Well, I'm, uh. I'm enjoying this immensely. I think I probably got several more hours in me. But I, 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 what I I'm seriously I've got some some other big topics. And <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm going to hang on to them, and we're okay. going to have you on some other time. Okay. Because I'm having too much fun with this. Uh, these are sort okay. of evergreen topics. They're not going to go away. But okay. before I before I let you go, this is one of and RJ knows what's coming next. I have some just silly questions to ask you. These okay. are just completely 
nonsensical questions that may, maybe you've been asked before. I don't know. But um, just things I ran across when I was reading about you or I've just been thinking about. Oh, boy. So you <laughs> okay. were interviewed by Biathlon 23 twice. Mm -hmm. Both oh. times you mentioned pigs. What okay. is your affinity for pigs? <laughs> um, they're my favorite animal. Um, my favorite stuffed animal, my beloved stuffed animal. Her name is Hildebeast. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Hilda, her first name is Hilda. Her last name is Beast. She's here right now in the other room. Um, I also worked, I raised pigs in Vermont for three years while I was training in Craftsbury. And that was a, a, a joy. So, and I don't eat pork as a result. How could you? Right? I couldn't. <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> Would you ever want to raise pigs again? Oh, you know, if, 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 uh, if I was called to do so, you know, like in Craftsbury, <laughs> it was an, like, I needed to, somebody needed to do it and I yes. was more than happy yep. to do so, but I'm not sure that I would go out of my way to, um, to have a, not like a pig farm. Would I, would I consider buying a mini pig that lives in the house and is a pet? Yes. A hundred percent. Cool. When yeah. you do that, we have to see it. Okay. <laughs> um, also from a Biathlon 23 interview, the question must have had something to do with what is the best use of the athlete guidebook? And you said, checking out who is single and hot. And my question is- <laughs> And has interesting hobbies. And has interesting hobbies. You remember this. So my question is, how did that work out for you? <laughs> well, I live with my partner, Eric, who I did not meet through the Biathlon guidebook. <laughs> I, I... <laughs> um, but uh, I... I how did it work out for me? Um, I have used it to help set up others. We can say there that. There you go. Okay. Um, and what a great one answer. Of my, yeah, one of my, I, one of my favorite um, things that I did in the last few years of my career was I ran a Valentine's Day flower sale for oh. World Cup athletes. Um, it was an athletes committee fundraiser, but mostly it was just for me because it was fun um and it was a really big hit and it was uh it continued i did it again this year so it continues to be um something fun that and there's a f there's a couple there's at least one lasting couple that has resulted from the valentine's day flower oh. sale so i'm quite proud are we allowed that. to ask who it is sure it's um a nice best gun and andrew chisholm wow very cool. Yeah, I don't. He's a um, Canadian, Canadian coach, and yeah. she's a French yeah. retired now athlete. Yep, and, and as far we've as actually, I know, still going. <laughs> it, well, I would say that we've actually heard from from a couple of people like there's a, a special connection. Maybe that's it, but between uh, her and the Canadian, uh, the Canadian oh, yeah. team. I so, wouldn't say it yeah. if I thought it was private. I, they're they're yeah. like a longstanding relationship. Yeah. That's not not a secret. Um, cool. All right. That's not at all what I was uh, expecting to hear. I love it. This is why these questions are so important, RJ. Um, the, yep. the dating guide. Oh, my God. Well, for people who don't know what the media guide was, it was this booklet, I think, intended for media so that people who are doing announcing and things could like quickly turn to mm -hmm. the page of an athlete and read about who their coach and sponsors, et cetera, were like top results. But it also had, you know, a picture of the athlete their relationship status and what their hobbies were. So it was just a natural, you know, 
Um, <laughs> there's a, uh, uh, speaking of, uh, maybe this is something so, uh, that I should know about, but I don't, um, you mentioned in one interview that while you were in China for the, for the Beijing Olympics, uh, you mm-hmm. wore a wool bra. Is this a normal thing or is this just like a special thing for that? Oh, oh no, that's like really normal. So, okay. All right. So I had that, this image of like somebody having like crocheted you a bra and I no, was no, like, no, no, no. okay. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I have no idea what interview that would have been in, but there's all sorts of funny things that come up around the Olympics where suddenly like publications that don't care about bath on want to ask you things like, mm-hmm. what are your top 10 like tips for cold weather? And so I'm sure that's this, where this I'm came sure up. That's it's probably what, yeah. like, I don't smart know, wool. people magazine or something. Yeah. So, um, smart wool is an example of one brand that makes, it's a Merino wool sports. Okay. Bra. I mean, they make underwear too, like not just bras, but yeah. underwear. Um, I don't have the underwear, but it is like the, the Merino wool sports bra is so fundamental to being warm. It's one of these things where that it's, it's funny to me because winter sport athletes will spend all this money on long underwear that is really good quality and for example merino wool which is a like a very warm lightweight material that it doesn't it's it stays warm even if you're if you get sweaty or wet so that's really important in cold conditions but people will have this really high quality long underwear and then wear like a synthetic sports bra and that's the thing that's closest to you and it's like so cold Yep. It feels really cold if, if it gets wet. So yes, I'm a big promoter of the, um, it's not like crocheted. That's, that's the image I had, you know, like, a the, uh, not like a you were, you were thinking yeah. of the, the silver bit that, <laughs> that's uh, exactly Susan what I was yeah. thinking yeah, yeah, yeah. of. Yes. That's exactly what I had in mind. Not so you have Susan a lot to learn before you come to Calgary. Bit, yeah. But, well, you're yeah. not kidding. <laughs> um, the, uh, another interview I ran across, you did an interview with an author of a thriller novel. Do you remember doing this? Um, they, yeah, sort of. Okay. I was going to say, if you do remember it at all. wanted to write something about, like, yes. he, yeah. he, he or, I think it was a he, I think he yes. was incorporating, um, like, Bathlon or, like, you know, skiing and shooting somehow into his yes. novel and wanted yes. to get sort of some details. I was just going to ask how that came about. Was this somebody you knew or did oh, they just, no, like, totally reach out random. to you? Totally okay. random. All right. All right. Uh, and then last thing, and I actually saw on your Instagram that you did sort of like a mini tour to France this summer. And I was just going to ask how it was because <gasps> yeah. it looked amazing. It was amazing. Um, one of the major perks of being on the IBU board is that I have a paid flight to Europe four or five times a year to go to meetings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially in the sunset of my board term here, I've been trying to make good use of those um, flights, not just going to a meeting, but, um, if I'm going to fly all the way over to Europe, I try to spend some time there, um, and, you know, visit a friend or might have a brother in Switzerland. So, you know, visit somebody or, um, you know, visit a new place that I haven't been to before. So for, um, in June, when I had a board meeting, um, the board meeting was actually in Salzburg, but I've been to spend a lot of time in Salzburg. That's where the IBU is headquartered. Um, so, uh, you know, they flew me over to, to Munich, but I, then I bought myself a, like a, sh- or, you know, a little short ticket to Toulouse, France, um, basically, because there was a good connection and it was a cheap ticket. And I had never been to s- South Central France, mm-hmm. to- Toulouse before. 
Um, and then really I was just Googling, you know, like things to do in Toulouse. And I had, I think four days, I planned four days. Um, and one thing that came up was this, uh, bike route along the Canal du Garonne or the Canal du Midi. There's, there's two canals. Um, basically they join together and they connect, they connect the Atlantic to the Mediterranean. Like this canal goes all the way across France. Um, and there's a bike path next to it. And so I didn't have time to do the whole thing, but I started in Toulouse and I took it to Bordeaux, which is almost on the Atlantic coast. So, um, it's 150, I did 150 miles. I did three days of riding. So it was 50 miles a day. Um, it was my first bike tour actually. Um, and it was so easy, like logistically easy. Mm -hmm. I would highly recommend to anyone, like a ton of people do this route. So for example, I rented a bike in Toulouse, rode it to Bordeaux and then dropped it off in Bordeaux, right? Basically by the train station and took the train back to Toulouse when I was done. So there's companies, the bike rental companies mm -hmm. that are just set up for this. Um, and there's all kinds of air, um, all kinds of B and B's and little hotels along the way. Like I didn't even reserve in advance. Um, because there's just so many of them. Um, and it was great. I just rode my bike and looked at the French countryside and stopped at little, like really ancient villages along the yeah. way and ate French food and drank Bordeaux wine and, um, and then went to my meeting. <laughs> so <laughs> it sounds magnificent. It, it really was magnificent. It was, it was low budget. It was, um, very, very convenient. Like I can't emphasize how convenient this was. So if anyone's looking to do a, you know, kind of an intro bike tour, like highly recommend Canal du Garonne or Canal du Midi. The Canal du Midi is the section that combines or connects um, Toulouse with the Mediterranean. Man. It's like well. mostly flat riding, um, of course, on the canal path. So yeah, I, I really had a wonderful time. I was by myself. Um, it was only a few days, but it really left an impression on me. Um, and then, and then I promised that I was done after that, but I've actually got <laughs> okay. two more, um, okay. you, all these flights, all these flights to Europe. Um, yeah. what's your go-to airline? Oh God. Well, um, I have, I have a pretty high status on United. So I'm flying Star okay. Alliance these days, which is, um, you know, includes Lufthansa and Air Canada, uh, among other airlines. But I kind of sigh because I don't, it, I don't really have a preference. Like I think they're all fairly equal, but I just, I'm flying the one that I have status on because it really does improve your travel experience. Yeah. You're not kidding. Um, cause it can make your life a lot easier, especially like when you, you got a layover. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you can get a better seat and all those yep. things, which is really important if like when you're doing red eyes, especially overnight to Europe, you need yeah. to be oh, yeah. either lying down in business class, ideally, <laughs> or uh, in a nice seat. So, yeah. yeah. How often do you get to fly business class? Um, I would say most of the time that I'm doing overnights i get nice. business class like ibu's so policy jealous. is that if you are doing an overnight yeah. you get business class so i don't get it on the way home but sure. that's fine i really yeah. only i really only care about it when it's overnight um i've wada f flies mm -hmm. me business class um 
so on now my you're personal spoiled. travel, I don't typically do it, but I have, <sighs> I know once you start, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really bad. But if you, that's one of those, I mean, if you are traveling frequently, you also build up like a ton of miles and yep. upgrades and stuff like that. So sometimes I don't even need to buy it. I just can get upgraded or whatever, but um, yeah, it's expensive. Um, but so, so I'm grateful for the organizations that I'm volunteering my time for that they do. Um, mm-hmm provide business class for overnight flights. That's excellent. And and last thing, having just been through the process of picking out a name for somebody, your first name is not clear, mm-hmm. is it? It's not, but I'm okay. not sure I want to tell you what it is, but it's you to- probably totally, already know. I know what it is. So I, that's, that's why I phrased it that way is I didn't know if that was something that okay. you wanted to, you wanted out there. So I'm totally fine if we just cut it there and we can even cut that straight out of the podcast <laughs> well, if you want. I don't want to sound like I'm weird about my first name. I, <laughs> I like my first name. I have no problem with my first name. My Wikipedia page yeah. doesn't have it right. Oh, it doesn't? No. Okay. But don't correct it. I'm, I'm, I'm not leaving touch it. it. I'm not leaving it there it. because yeah. I like it. I think it's yeah. kind of funny, and I think it's great protection against identity theft. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I think Jordan is frozen yeah, I just now. chuckle because it's such a Jordan question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, that sounds perfectly reasonable. Um. All right. I have, uh, like I said, I've got many more questions. I'm going to hang on to them for for some other time that we're going to bother you. Okay, that sounds great. I'd be happy to come back. I'm writing you my first Uh-oh. name in the chat. <laughs> Even the internet connection is uh, <sighs> saying it's time to go. To break up now. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sorry about that. You 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 yeah. uh, you froze right as I right as I said that. So hopefully. Oh. Yeah, I'm looking forward to coming back on anytime. Like I said, I this has been like a biathlon therapy session for me um <laughs> i i love talking about biathlon um it you know i'm a i'm a i'm a sports fan now that's what i do so um yeah happy to chat anytime and um thanks for having me on and asking good questions well we are and hopefully we, are, we can do it all face to face in uh, canmore in yeah February, i might be i might be there i don't i'm not sure yet if i'm going to be it Mm. sort of depends whether ibu wants or needs me there or not um but i'm always looking for an excuse to come to kenmore so um if you're ever there on monday night please join us on the on the range okay (laughs) thank you so uh, much uh this was amazing seriously um I said at the beginning, everybody, everybody said that we had to have you on. They were absolutely right. So as, as evidenced by the fact that well over two hours and, uh, maybe you need to break it up into, it's going to be broken up. So people will actually listen at least two episodes, if not three, we might break it into three smaller ones. So, yeah. All right. Thanks a lot. But also thank you for everything you do for Biathlon in North America. Yeah. Thank you. It's my pleasure. It's it's important. Thank you. Uh, 